for coming man uh yeah. yeah no like we were just uh we talked a bunch before um starting but you know i was just saying i'm so excited to have a, a you know someone in, in film absolutely yeah because yeah. film yeah. film would have been like uh, and i think I, I told you this when we met but had it not been music it it i would have gone into film because i'm a very visual person and like even when i'm like listening to to music i'm like Imagining, yeah, like what what the scene yeah, is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But so, so which like I feel like the 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 one thing I, I really do see myself being involved with or involved in in terms of film is music curation. Like that would be fucking interesting, dope. I, I like love that. for like features, like kind of figuring out what songs are yeah, like, yeah, just like just the the um, uh, I love that. Like I've always I've always there's like an art to that and mm-hmm. like. You know, it's not, it's, it's, but the best, I feel like the, the best curation stuff I've seen is when it's not a song that's like so on the nose yeah. with like, 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 so, you know, if someone's getting like hit by a car and then like the song, you know, is like something that's like, I'm going to hit gonna you with yeah. my car. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But like, do you, do you remember in Goodfellas, um, uh, the scene when it was after the guy, so Robert De Niro like chewed yeah. the guy out for um, after like that heist or whatever. He bought a Cadillac and he was like, "Hey, like we told you, like no big or flashy purchases, so we don't yeah. get." And then like they just yeah. started killing a bunch of guys because um, the Fed started like getting down on them. But then it was a scene of them like. Um, uh, like just showing a bunch of like dead bodies popping up, but the song yeah. was like this very pretty song that. Well, I think what w- works best in film a lot of times is well, two things: either just the emotion, like you go the way of the emotion and not strictly the the lyrics, mm-hmm. you know, or you you go what's um, it's fairly popular now these days. You go kind of a satirical route. Mm-hmm. You kind of go like the opposite, like you were saying, like you're showing these gruesome. Like uh, images, yeah. and it's a, it's a lovely yeah. like poetic song, <laughs> yeah. you know that that happens a lot. It's kind of like the the comedy of it, the inverse, yeah. you know. Yeah. And you know, it just you know, it's always just playing on audiences' expectations. Yeah. And so that's yeah. that's a lot of filmmaking. It's yeah. just like you know, the audience is gonna expect this, so let's let's swip it up. A yeah, bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and I, f- I forget the song. I think it's a it was a Eric Clapton thing uh, song. But um, anyway, no, it was just. Uh, uh, which is cool because as a actually you know what because I always do this I always get like right into right the conversation into <laughs> before introducing the guest but how about you you do yourself the honors I have a billion questions but go no ahead, worries man. no worries yeah yeah uh, I'm Seth Cunningham uh, I am an independent filmmaker uh, specializing in directing writing and also producing right now I do a lot of music videos out here uh, yeah 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 oh man and speaking of because I I um uh, watching Chris's uh, I like immediately, um, uh, then I like saw your profile and, uh, I think I sent you like a, just a, a little message or something. I was, yeah. just, just fucking job well done. Yeah. On that. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. so, um, which is cool because, so did you, did you, did you, uh, go to school for, for film? Yeah. Okay. So before, yeah. So I went to school, um, out in Savannah, Georgia, a place called SCAD. Um, East Coast kind of 
it's it's a really good school. Yeah. Um, my mentality, because there's always like back and forth about whether to go to film school or just mm. I think any art school, mm-hmm. it's gonna you're gonna have that mentality because it's yeah. like art, you know? Do yeah. you go to school for art? Yeah. Um, but I think the advantage of going to school for an art, in this case specifically filmmaking is you get to be around so many other creatives mm-hmm. that are there and like that passionate about doing that specific thing. Yeah. You know, like everyone there is like, you know, willing to go to school yeah. for another four years and, you know, pay a ton of money to do this. So, you know, they're dedicated. And yeah. so you can start doing these kind of bigger collaborative projects with yeah. all these different people, depending on like, you know, what your, um, yeah. your art form is. Yeah. And it really, A, helps you develop like, what you really like in your niche mm-hmm. and like what do you like help you find yourself as an artist and b you just get inspired by all these different artists you know yeah. like not even filmmaking like i i'm around like all these digital artists all the time fashion designers etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. you just get to see their stuff and you get ideas wow. left and right and yeah. it just it's really nice kind of being in that community and you know the the professors there are great and you learn things from them but um, we always said, like, you learn the most uh, on set, yeah. you know, and you get all these opportunities on set. You learn by failing and being like, okay, how, how yeah. are we going to do it better next time? Yeah. And you just do that for four years. And, you know, if you're doing it hard enough and you're doing it with the right people, you should come out of that with, like, some really good knowledge. Yeah, I love that. And and definitely emphasis on, you know, that last thing you just said. Because I think a lot, a lot of people, um, whether it's, like, parents advising their kids to maybe not go into arts or just people in general that are like, oh, you know, what's the value of that uh, degree? They're, like I, I have friends that are in the finance or yeah. engineering world Same. and like they, you know, so they'll have like, oh, okay, JP Morgan and so-and-so are like coming to campus and like, you know, they're going to do like these quick little mini interviews and, you know, there's like recruiting shit and stuff like in other fields where like, um, you ha- it's it, but it's tough though right because this is a for the most part most of us are like 17 maybe 18 applying for school yeah so you're not you do not have the skills the to full assess grasp yes, of the world yes <laughs> like 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 you just have to like like the only thing you can really say is that whatever the fuck it is that you like I think I think like we get so concerned about am I choosing the right thing exactly rather than like exactly, if, are exactly. You just you just put in the work like regardless like like you might come out and be like okay I don't even I don't want to do this no. anymore but at least like at, at least you, you know put it, yeah and you put yeah. in the work in something and where like you have the option to still be in it to still do it but it's not and at least it's not this thing where it's like okay I came out of school and like my skills just aren't up to par. Like, yeah. like, like, regardless of what you choose, it might not be, like, the right or long-term choice, but if you put in, like, the work... Yeah. And then, like, those... You'll know. Yeah. And, and, and it's about your heart, you know? I think it, it stems, like, what you're saying, stems from this mentality that, like, after college, you know, in the next, like, four or five years, you have your life figured out. Yeah. You know, that's it. You know, you, you get married, get kids, and by 30, you're set, yeah. you know? And I... I um, I hope this trend is correct, but I yeah. think I, I'm starting to see this trend where we're we're leaning away from that. Yeah. You know, it's all right to like um, taste things in your 20s, yeah. like try everything you can. If this doesn't taste good, cool, try something else, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm the youngest uh, child in my family. My brother, he went to engineering school yeah. and did all that, and he went out um, and you know got an engineering job afterwards. And he realized he hated it, wow. you know, and he just like he felt like he had to keep doing it because of this um, mentality, you know, mm-hmm. like you have to like 
have things figured out and like the thing you decide when you're 17 is yeah. what you're gonna be yeah um and it took him years to kind of like get over that and you know be like like yeah. screw this I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing this uh, and so he like you know he traveled around and kind of found like where he feels comfortable yeah. in life and yeah. yeah i think you know it comes at different points in everyone's life and i'm sure there's going to be breaking points on where you reevaluate your, your life throughout like i'm a I'm a kid, you yeah, know, I'm, yeah. I'm 24. So yeah, there's going to be so many, so many uh, instances where uh, I, I change directions and maybe it's a big direction, maybe it's yeah. slightly small. Yeah. Um, but I think giving yourself a time, like you're young, 30 is young, 35 is young, like this mentality that you have to like really figure your, your like life out in your twenties and be set is ludicrous. Yeah. It's ludicrous. Yeah. Um, because then if, if you're if you're set by 30, what are you doing for yeah. the rest of your life? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think it, always giving your space, uh, yourself space to experiment, try new things, is A, good as a human being, and B, great as an artist. Yes, for <laughs> sure. And, and especially in that, like, the artist realm, um, like, it, it, it's, with, the, with the, any degree in the arts, I think now reflecting back in school, to school, you know, like I was saying, like how other degrees like might have like th the paths are so clear. Like there yeah. are people coming to you. Oh, exactly. To bring yeah. you in the, with, but like with our, our degree, like like uh, when someone says like, oh, you know, the value of it, it's hard to explain that like you create the value. Exactly. Of that it's what you put in. Yeah. It's what you put yeah. in. Yeah. And it's and it's very much so in that like there's many people with tuba performance degrees, but. You know, there's people that have them that practiced an hour every other day, and there's yeah. people that had them that practiced six hours a fucking exactly. day. And so, it's exactly. like, like it's it's not quite like, oh, did you get the A or did you get the B or C? It's yeah. not. No it, one. Yeah. It, it's. I mean, A. It's it's about the talent that you learn. It's about the connections that you mm -hmm, make, and mm -hmm. it's just you know, learning yourself and learning your passion. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I I know a, I knew a bunch of kids who just you know who did the classwork. Yeah. In college, and that's all. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And like. Yeah. You don't do that at art school. Yeah. You know, it might, you know, getting A's and following the curriculum is good maybe for engineering or for business. I even think business, like you have to learn social skills mm -hmm. and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. That's really important. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's different. It, it, it's not like a, um, it's not a curriculum in the sense, like it is, but like to really get enough out of it, you have to put your heart in it yeah. and you have to like really connect with yeah. people. Yeah. I think that's the way. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's tough. Cause like, um, you're not at least, I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't come from a, a family where there's anyone even like remotely in the entertainment sector. Oh, same. So yeah, like, I'm the first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there, 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 it's not one of those things that like you're, um, told, in the sense that, like, um, uh, the person that you are, especially in our, like, field, um, is just as important as, like, the skills you provide. No, exactly. That, you know, so, exactly. yeah. It's, it's, it's people's perception of, like, whether they like you and whether you're a, a good person and someone they want to be around, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I, I, you hear networking, and I've probably said it already, like, all the time in the in the entertainment industry yeah. it's about who you know who you know yes but it's not like oh like here like here's my business card i do this yeah. etc yeah. it's literally just being friends with yes. people and yeah. hanging out with people yeah. because like when people are stressed or when people like need something they want to go to somebody that they a know they can rely on yeah. b they like being around yeah. and c they you know 
they're just they know yeah you know yeah and they and have I, good content and i and I, I i love that you say that too just because like um i think if, like, even the the word networking is cringy because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really it really is making something that is just so natural sound very like deliberate and that like live in a world where we're human beings and that like we run into each other and we we just we relate to each other we conversate and that that's what yeah. that's what that is like of course you're going to meet people who and I, and I think that's the misconception um especially coming to a place like LA I think like the, the the percentage of people that are just that are very very like strictly transactional is much smaller than people think oh, yeah. is out there like I think like when you're when you if you move out here you think like everyone's just like it's just you know this this and, that. and of course you you if you want to be in a crowd like that you can find it no for sure yeah but like <laughs> but for the most part people because you, you can't ignore the fact you're you're a person that we all want genuine conversation we all want genuine yeah, interaction we want connection you know yeah. and people don't want to hire somebody especially in the arts field that that just comes up to them they want yeah. to know they have the connection with somebody like i've talked to a lot of like um development professionals and et cetera, et cetera. and instead of just being like oh like here's here's my uh, writer's packet blah 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 you know i get to know them for yeah. like a couple of months yeah. you know like yeah. uh, oh how's your family yeah. like i went to the beach like, i yeah. went out to yosemite i did a hike like yeah and then oh like oh this man reminded me of this script and then yeah. you can lead into that and talk about that but like they have to know you and know your taste and know, you know, because art is subjective. Yeah. And so they want to make sure you're you're lining yeah. up with them and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Wow, man. What, I, well, so I, I want to take it back because, like, I, I always ask, um, especially something like being a... a, a <laughs> yeah. something like, I think, I think, like, it's one thing, you know, for me to be like, okay, I want to be a musician and, you know, be, you know, uh, you know in a band or orchestra or something like that. I think there's something specific about... Um, being a film director yeah. that requires like a certain kind of audacity to be like I, I just yeah. <laughs> I just wonder like just from like what 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 why film in terms of like maybe from the moments as a kid where like because we we all I think we all this is just so interesting to me because we all look at the big screen yeah. as a kid and like we love, I love it. yeah you know we love what we're seeing whether it's the characters or visuals or whatever but then it's the people who take it a step further and somehow Try connect yeah connecting yeah. it in a way where it's like how do i do this so like for mm. you where how <laughs> you weren't just any other kid watching movies just watching yeah. shit like what, what what where how did you get to that mindset of like how do i do this yes i mean my my love for storytelling uh, didn't particularly come from movies um, but you know i love movies yeah. and i watched so many as a kid um, but you know <laughs> as, as a kid I would I would be in my room all the time and I would make stories with my toys and then yeah, like the wow. stories and like the the movies or books or whatever would last like weeks and like all my little figures would be in places and if they moved they would mess up the story and et cetera et cetera and so that uh, you know evolved and just kind of like writing little um, now you would just call them storyboards but yeah. I would just you know I'd make storyboards for my stories and yeah. just draw them out and stuff like that and wow. um, in middle school I started doing like stupid videos with my friends yeah. and that evolved into like baking actual like narrative content in high school yeah. and, and on and on. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I, I do want to hop in and say like a lot, I mean, everyone, A, when they go to film school, they say when they want, they want to be a director, right? And then it's not until they're on a set with like 50 people who are all like looking at them for an opinion. Mm -hmm. 
um, then most people realize, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the director um, is really kind of like the, uh, the guiding force, you know? Because uh, you, you want to bring in all these talented people, right? You're, you're collaborating with all these, the, the DP, you know, the, the production designer, the, mm. the costume designer, the actors, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And you want them to bring in ideas, yeah. right? Because unless you're A, a super, super genius, yeah. um, or B, just a totalitarian like monster, like you don't want to control every aspect of the set. You want people to bring in their ideas and yeah. make the story that you're trying to tell yeah. something of their own also in yeah. their specific specific field. Because they, they're a special, mm -hmm. there's... It's their specialty for a reason, mm -hmm. you know? And so you want them to bring in ideas and then you curate, like you're saying music curate, yeah. you curate those ideas to make sure everything stays in line with the film as a director. Yeah. So it's essentially being a director is just like making a billion decisions. I like, no, not that color. Yes, that color, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And, you know, people might idolize that, that control, but um, you'll see a lot. Most people um, get very overwhelmed yeah. with it because it, it really is just yeah. you have to make wow. these decisions and you have to stick to it too. Yeah. Or if you don't, you have to like, you know, admit that you're wrong and then change and go immediately. But you can't do that too often because yeah. if you're continuously changing your mind, then like you're going over budget, yeah. you're et cetera, et cetera, wasting time. Yeah. So you have to know what the story needs and what the vision is yeah. uh, and then let all these people's amazing ideas mm -hmm. come in and curate it. Yeah. Now that, so that, I mean, that already opens up like a world of like, I think lessons that people at some point, like you said, it's, it's, you're, you're going to learn um, the most when you're actually on set. Yeah. And that being said, it's, it's interesting because does, it sounds like, I mean, I, I obviously the school aspect of it prepares you to, you know, it's, it's so much easier to teach the technical aspects yeah. of like what it is to be a great director. And then, but then it's like you go into the real world and it's no longer now about like your art and like the, absolutely it's the, a lot of climate, yeah, client based. And, yeah. Stuff. It, it's yeah. not, and, and, and more important, like, like not even just, it's not about your art, but like the pace that you do it at the, the, you know, how, how, you know, the energy needs to be for you to function in it, for you to do it's so much, it, it's now so much yeah. less about, like, it, it must be jarring for it to maybe start off as such a personal thing and mm. then very quickly realize that you are, the, the misconception of having so much power as a director and yeah. then realizing like you're actually serving yeah. many people. No, absolutely. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, if you're the writer and the director, you have a little bit more control. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, you're just you're you're the person they bring in mm -hmm. to help kind of make the story the best it is. Mm -hmm. You know, like if if uh, let's say I, I love noirs, mm -hmm. right? And I make a lot of noir content. Like this writer that comes in who has noir, brings it to producer, and he's like, okay, cool. This is like noir that's like a satirical comedy. Yeah. I know a guy who loves this stuff, and yeah. he's gonna like take this and make it the best it can be yeah. by the people he knows, and also just by his taste, yeah. the content that he makes, the content that he indulges, yeah. you know. And so they bring him in, wow. and then I, if I'm that person, you know, I make sure I do justice to the story, and mm -hmm. that's what it is. It's just trying to recreate that story in the most impactful way yeah yeah man that i mean that that's it's really cool it that um you know because it, it's 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 funny because i i mean you still it's one of those things where uh you have so much um 
I guess, you know, a say in how things go, how, you know, the project turns out. But then at the same time, you're still, so it's like you have all these people that are looking, you know, to you, but then like you've got executive producers. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, (laughs) there is a a whole regime of people above you who are hiring you. Yeah, yeah. Too, and they, they definitely have a lot of control also. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's a lot of times, it, especially as a new filmmaker, you have a lot less control. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just developing trust and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You know, like, for example, Christopher Nolan, right? When he gets hired or, like, you know, gives is given a budget for a set or whatever, he has pretty much free freedom because yeah. they know, okay, he's going to bring in this amount of money. And yeah. that's what they care about yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, that's what the executives care about is making sure a they don't get canceled for any reason mm-hmm. and b they yeah. make money yeah that, um, that and it, it's it's interesting i think that's the most um adapting that you have to do coming from film school or just coming from you know making films for passion mm-hmm. to making them um for a living mm-hmm. yeah. is is realizing that at the end of the day the people you're making the films for majority of the time um care about if it's going to make money, yeah. right? That's why you don't see short films very much, right? Yeah. You know, you don't watch short films a lot. You watch yeah. features or TV shows, right? Because yeah. those are things that are marketable, right? right? Because right. people, streaming services want you on their um, platform for a long time, so they want longer content. Yeah. Or, you know, they want you in the theater, so they want longer content, right? Yeah. No one pays five bucks to see a short film. Yeah. That, that's just not what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's learning to kind of combine the... Um, your artistic nature and just wanting just to make the the best uh, film possible, but also um, approaching it and learning how to talk and negotiate and work with these people that you know. In the end of the day, they care about yeah. the, the line. Yeah, you know that's so. So so it's uh, it sounds like um, like how, how do I how do I ask this? So it I I as a as a again as a totally ignorant you know, movie fan that when I see, okay, Chris, Christopher Nolan starring, um, a you know, featuring a list actor, this and that. And then like in my head, you know, I'm like, oh man, this is just like, I know this is going to be great. I know this is going to be good because, you know, reputation obviously, yeah. but I, is it, is it ever in for those guys that are actually making it are they ever in that mindset as much as the fans are like assuming that shit's just going to go right and that they're going to make a great film? Like, like to some degree, like, well, y- yeah, you, you kind of, like, <laughs> you, you want to like, make sure yeah, you want to feel like, yeah, you feel good about the film. But, if in you're the, in, but, in the, but in the sense, I guess like, like does Christopher Nolan or again, Quentin Tarantino, like do you, if you could like have any insight into what yeah. that might be, like, do they go into something going like, well, yeah, I'm fucking, Christopher Nolan and like this is just gonna like work out well or it or is it is every film truly like a to some degree going like damn like we we really don't like yeah we're us but like kind of working in a way where you can't assume it's just gonna like all click it together yeah. like is or is well, there a middle ground there I think there's a middle ground there um oh yeah sorry, sorry. Sorry, I don't mess <laughs> yeah. up anything yeah um I think I mean I can't speak because. Uh, for each filmmaker, mm-hmm. um, but generally filmmakers like to challenge themselves or tell new stories and stuff like that. And A, just like try new things with mm. each story, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, they can, you know, definitely have confidence going into a film being like, okay, I've done a feature before, I've mm-hmm. done a successful blah, blah, blah before. Um, but there's always, especially, um, you hear every director say this, and um, 
you have um, imposter syndrome, syndrome, yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna have that. Um, they're gonna have like, oh, I don't know if like this beat hits, et cetera, et cetera. Because like, you're always um, a just overcritical of yourself. Yeah. And then uh, B, just like, you know, you want to challenge yourself yeah. with every piece of art. So I think um, it, it's it's more of the latter. But yeah, I'm sure they have confidence, and you should you should be confident in what you can do. Because if you're going in completely like afraid. Um, that yeah, <laughs> that yeah, might not be the best. You might yeah. need to take a, a lower level thing first and then work your way up. Yeah. Because, um, yes, the first day of set is always going to be the scariest thing. You're like, oh, this is going to go wrong. This is going to go wrong. But once you get in the, the groove of it, you have confidence. You realize, okay, yeah. my crew's here for me, et cetera, et cetera. You're yeah. good. Um, does that answer your question? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, and I think... Uh, I also want to add real yeah, quick. Sure. Um, I am an indie director and yeah. an indie filmmaker, so you know, take all my um, answers with some salt. Yeah. Oh, dude, <laughs> I've not done a studio production before. But you're, man, you're you're here because, like myself, and probably ninety nine percent of people who are going to listen to it. You know so much more and can give us way more insight than any of us could. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah man. Everything uh, is. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a filmmaker uh, podcast or not podcast but a uh, channel he does do a podcast too called yeah. Film Riot yeah and all the time if he uh, gets like um, fan questions and stuff he always says it depends because yeah. in the end of the film it always just depends you can go either way yeah uh, with any answer yeah uh, so I'm also gonna use that it depends but yeah. this is my opinion yeah <laughs> yeah and it's so it's I think something obviously these are I this is not ninety nine percent of movies being made do not get the budgets that something like a Marvel movie would get. But that being said, when well, it, uh, go ahead. I'm going <laughs> to well, let you yeah. finish. No, it, you finish. It, it's uh, something I was realizing when looking at the budget for movies is yeah. like, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a, a lot. lot <laughs> yeah. It's a lot, man. There, the, 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 the shit that is created for the film, the space that is occupied to make it, you then like realize like, Take away like what they're creating, but yeah. with that kind of money, they've basically created like a world. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it obviously, I mean, that's the point, though, yeah, right? like it, it's all going to come to an end one. You know, it's going to be like, okay, the, you know, that was the, the last uh, scene or take or whatever, and like we're done. So it'll all, you know, be gone. Yeah. But it's like that kind of money going into it, that much time being spent into it, you're like making this temporary, like. No, it's insane. Yeah. World, it's really man. insane. I mean, yeah. like. Filmmaking is such a a, um, a freelance industry in a way, um, and there's this whole argument I might go into in a little bit about the. Um, okay, well, filmmaking is probably the most wasteful <laughs> industry that I know, uh, and it, it brings that argument in: is this uh, is like being wasteful worth like being like showing art yeah. and like distributing yeah. art and creating it? You well, know, and not not to cut you off, but are you is it are are you, like are you saying in a way where like maybe Michael Bay didn't need to blow up like the 11th car. Like, well, like, like that, in that sense. <laughs> that and also just like there's so much like money and food that goes into it. Yeah. And, um, you know, like just like resources and et cetera. Like, like you look at these budgets, like $200 million for like a, like a low budget Marvel movie, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, hey, let's versus I'll say film equals jobs. You know, you look at those credits and all those people are getting paid very well. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. Good, yeah. good. We love we love film making jobs, but um, it is there's just so much like 
um, waste, like all the all the um, sets, all that the the trash that mm-hmm. is created. Like you go to where they shot like um, Lord of the Rings in New Zealand, and they just like bulldoze like acres of stuff just to put trailers on, just yeah. so people have like housing and stuff there. Wow. You know, wow. um, and it's it's it, it's a wasteful thing, but also it creates this art that yeah. like connects people. Yeah. You know, like lo- loads of people love Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like it's this whole connection yeah like through generations yeah you know so it's like it's it's a debate on whether yeah. it's worth it or not and yeah. I, you know obviously i'm a filmmaker so i my opinion is yes it's yeah. worth it um uh, but it's an ongoing thing yeah and it, and, it, and it affects um uh like this is why like like uh the filmmaking itself has become such a uh political thing in the sense that like um there the, these things are just now so massive mm-hmm. that like it is the you know somewhere like Georgia or California, yeah, um, uh, or even Maryland. Honestly, because Maryland is is pretty popular for for filming yeah. as well. So it's like um, these things are so massive that like they affect the local economies. It's like okay, Absolutely. we need, we yeah. need ten thousand people, jobs. yeah, to like build this thing to serve this food. We have we need food trucks. We need all this, and then it's like at the you know it's like damn. Now you got. 20,000 yeah. and and in if you were to count all the people indirectly needed like two mm-hmm. maybe this like one movie is putting money in the pockets of like no, 50,000 no, people and, you know? and there's a reason uh local and state governments have these tax incentives yeah. i don't know if you're familiar um oh right right yeah, yeah yeah so essentially just for the audience the reason um you know all these films are being shot in georgia new mexico Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, is because the government has tax incentives, so a a big production can go there, and let's say the tax incentives is oh like over uh, five million dollars, you get forty percent back, right? Yeah. Or you know some number like that. I don't have the numbers in front of me, um, but you know that's a lot of money. Yeah. So literally, they can spend five million dollars and uh, like in Georgia, right? Yeah. Like on like you know food, paying crew. Um, you know the the lumber needed for the sets, yeah. anything, yeah. as long as it's spent in Georgia on that film, mm-hmm. and they get forty percent of the money back. Yeah. That's like recouping so much money even before the the movie hits the box office, yeah. right? So that's wow. why these films are filming here because these major incentives that a you know the states want because they're bringing in so much money. Like mm-hmm. you're just saying, they're bringing in work for all the people working at Home Depot, yeah. and, you know, the servers, the hotels, yeah. the, et cetera, wow. et cetera. The local, the extras, the, yeah. the people who just want to be an extra for yeah. three days, you know, yeah. all these people are getting jobs because of it. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, that's why. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. you were going to a point, so I kind of yeah. cut you off. No, no, no. That, that's, that's perfect, man. It, it was, it's just like, like, um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's it's similar to music too, in 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 the sense that like um, I don't know when an artist puts out an album, you mm-hmm. know, and again we were just talking about this before we started in terms of like it's good for the most part for fans to be ignorant of like everything that goes into it because yep. in a way you want your thing to be like their escape, you know, yeah, experience. yeah people are having a like like a, it's nothing wrong with um you know you pour your heart and soul into an album and then for someone maybe that functions as the thing that like calms them down or gets them yeah. amped up on the way to work or on the way back from work. Like it's, 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 it, uh, it should be not should, but it, it's okay for it to be like light to, you know, the person that's, uh, yeah, receiving it's like it. just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that being said, like it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to hear, um, cause obviously anyone who's going to, you know, want to listen to this wants to like know all the little subtleties and like myself, like of, 
um, how much goes into um, a, a project. And like now, even just like with, you know, uh, the film people I know, yeah. it's, it's almost, it's hard to watch a movie and um, like I, I, my, so my, my neighbor, she's um, uh, in the, um, she, she's an EP for a lot of stuff. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, and she knows like a, a bunch of uh, VFX people and, and we're actually chilling with uh, one of the people on, um, uh, one of the VFX people on WandaVision. Oh, wow. And yeah, just talk, and I, I had, I didn't fucking know shit about <laughs> all the shit that goes yeah, into no, that. that. Yeah, post is a whole process, yeah. man. And then it's like, oh man, like it's a lot of people in the film world too that like aren't getting their flowers in the sense that yeah. like, you know, and no, no disrespect to the actors and actresses, no. they're amazing but it's like yo the guys that are like making that fucking light beam from the dude's chest or whatever like like the, the guys They're that artists. are making the superheroes yeah. look like fucking superheroes like it's like man i didn't even like realize that and then like oh so sorry no you're good yeah no, i'm gonna i'm just jump on that point yeah i think like a post-production especially vis effects they're straight up artists and they're some of the most underpaid people in the film industry yeah. unfortunately yeah. they get taken up, uh, advantage of so often and just made to work horrible hours. Um, and so it sucks because, yeah. you know, especially now these days, you're seeing more and more of his effects. So you're seeing just more and more of their work and they're still not getting attention. Yeah. Um, because not a, they don't even get to be at the glamour of set. You know, yeah. people think, okay, movie, okay, set. And so they yeah. think that. No, they're not even there. Yeah. They're in a... They're in an office building somewhere yeah. just editing away, Jeez. which is it's great. You know, that's what they love to do. But, you know, no one, no one gives them, um, yeah. you know, enough credit, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. You know, and enough pay. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the thing that blew my mind because I, I, like, I, I like didn't even know how to ask it, but I always felt it when watching, especially uh, like these big budget superhero movies where I would wonder, I'd be like, yo, why why was this fighting scene so much better than the one like 15 minutes ago or like what time yeah yeah time and then i then i realized that my, my neighbor because like like um uh you know bless her soul because i'm i, I was watching movies with her because i was just like yo like is it cool if like i just like ask like a bunch of fuck because it's just like why why is this happening the way yeah. it is and um she was like yeah so like they hired different, different studios. studios for yeah. different scenes. And to, like, to me, it's just like, I guess I like, like, you know, for some, I thought like, okay, you, you got like a, your, your team of people for yeah. the whole movie that are working on everything. And then it's like, oh, okay. So that's why I felt that scene was like a little bit more kick-ass than the other one. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fucking interesting to me because like, I, what, what's the logic behind this? is it is it really just like time there's just it's it's time and budget restraints yeah. mostly because vfx takes a long time yeah. and like i was saying now we're having more and more pictures with just head to tails vis effects yeah. you know um and you start to have to break it up like okay so this scene requires a lot of really special specialty stuff and this scene a lot of specialty stuff so we're gonna like allocate like this amount of time and go to this like good studio let's go to weta for this right um, in this scene, this just has like a couple like gun muzzle flashes yeah. and you know yeah. uh, background replacement. So let's send it over here, yeah. you know, to these guys. They're a lot cheaper, yeah. uh, et cetera, et cetera. And you have like you know your core VisFX team that makes sure you know all the look stays the same, you know the character, the stuff. So like the things don't look completely different, yeah. right? Yeah. You have people on um, the core production making sure that all goes in line. Um, but yeah, you you essentially um, ah, there's a word for it, but you 
pay all these studios to do this for mm-hmm. you because time and money. Mm-hmm. And that's that's for anything in film. Like your restraints are always going to be if anything number one time and then number two money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, so so um uh something that, you know, I was thinking of the other day in terms of like um if I were to if there were like two main divisions of like film, at least to, to me in my head, it's like you're either making, um, uh, you know, dramas and, you know, the, the things that are just like, like real, just real shit. Yeah. Like more in the uh, uh, Martin Scorsese lane mm-hmm. and Tarantino lane of films, or you're just outright, you know, full blown like Marvel DC shit. Yeah. And that like, I feel like those are the two. Um, main like film sectors and that like you're either like you're either trying to make like the best dramas or the best um, uh, superhero shit at least these days and that being said I, I'm uh, interested in terms of because it, it also seems to be two very different cultures mm-hmm. and beliefs in terms of like um, uh, like I'm, I'm thinking of when uh, uh, Martin had said in, in an interview that he doesn't even think like the Marvel shit really is like cinema. film. Like, yeah, like cinema in that like mm-hmm. it's not a part of the culture that led up to this moment that like it seems to be like its own. I think he I think he described it as like in a an experience similar to like an amusement park in that like it's not even really like. The tr- it's not the traditional story and this and that. And, of course, like, I can understand where, um, uh, and, you know, and especially someone like him who's an, uh, an expert in the field, he, you know, he's, he's respected by everybody. Uh, it's hard to tell. I feel like I don't know enough to, I don't know enough to say whether he's, like, gatekeeping or just being, like, you know, some, like, a typical older dude who yeah. can't, like, get with the times or whatever. But... What what is it with the um uh they're they're just I, th- I guess my question is like like I'm a hot fan. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like just how 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 why are there such like split mindsets yeah, yeah. on that topic so um I'm gonna hide something first before that I think there are um to contrary you there's loads of loads of different genres and I think mm-hmm. now there's becoming less and less of a, a barrier between genres like we're seeing dramedies do a lot more we're seeing like kind of this this mold between um you know blockbuster and art house and et cetera et cetera. So I think um genres A are like very plentiful right now and B are becoming less and less of a thing. Like mm. you don't see as many of a genre films anymore. Mm. You know? They're they're a lot more um just the story based. Um and on the whole Marvel versus um <laughs> the Marvel film topic my opinion is content is content, you yeah. know? And if you're telling a story, you're telling a story. And that's it, Yeah. you know? And different audiences are going to go different ways. And the, the main complaint is, like, it's not... His main complaint, in his words, is it's not, um, like, art, you know? Mm. It's not, like, true expression and really trying to say something. Mm-hmm. It's really just being made for entertainment. Yeah. Like, Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, have you seen the new Fast and Furious? Uh, dude, I, I gotta catch up on like, no the worries, last no seven. Worries. It's, yeah. I, it's ridiculous. It's <laughs> literally ridiculous. I send a car to space. Yeah. D- yeah. yeah. What? Anyway. Um, but in the end, there's a place for that, yeah. you know? Uh, and people want to see stories like mm-hmm. that because it's fun and mm-hmm. it gets them out of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and who's to say that's not art? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, 
it is to the viewer. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so it, it might not be um, his style of filmmaking, mm-hmm. but it's still filmmaking. Yeah. And, and, you know, as in all things, all, our, all language, it evolves over time. And so it's just going to keep on evolving. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, right now it's, it's uh, you know, very big blockbustery stories for Marvel with uh, quick cuts and very quippy um, but you know that's going to change, yeah. and who knows what's going to be next? Yeah. I and mean, it's just—it's learning the language that the audience knows and likes. Yeah. And I'm not saying everything needs to be a Marvel film because I—I'm—I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Marvel evil yeah. either. Yeah. Um, but I think different stories require different things, mm-hmm. and um, I think he is kind of gatekeeping in yeah. a way, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and you know he is, in a sense, there is in his mind a. Uh, a truer, more pure form of, of filmmaking, but mm-hmm. I'm sure people felt the same when mm-hmm. he was he was younger. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, there are films that are being made now that are a lot more similar to the way Scorsese makes films, mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and like the only thing I can say is just like pay like your wallet and your attention is what is what makes things yeah. profitable. Yeah. You know, like vote for your wallet, vote with your views. Yeah. You know, that's that's what it is. Is like if more people watch art house films more people watch independent films there'd be more of them yeah because it, at the end of the day it, it comes down to those people in the high chair who are like where's my where's my mm-hmm. profit mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah. unfortunately wow and like right now like you only have like four independent film studios left like a24 mm-hmm. and a Purna, even that one's kind of etc etc and so um yeah i mean it's just what the what the audience wants and what yeah. and hopefully you know um, audiences will kind of get tired of uh, the reshell that many would say Marvel is. Yeah. Is it kind of the same story, different characters, yeah. you know, slightly different timelines. And they want more originality. And, you know, that's when hopefully mm-hmm. there'll be more of a sway back to independent films. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, right now, there's a huge um, <laughs> gap into there's high budget Hollywood films and there's super indie films. Yeah. The mid level film. Like the the one to four million film, which you know you hear millions, you're like, oh wow, but yeah. that's not a lot of money at yeah. all. Um, even like the 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 sixty to fifty million films, they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. Okay, I would say four million is actually still pretty indie. Yeah, but like the fifty million films, uh, fifty million budget films, they're gone because you know the theaters are dead. So you're not gonna get a bunch of budget out of them. Netflix isn't paying you anything right. for right. their films, et cetera, et cetera. So these mid budget films are disappearing. And so you're getting this huge um, divide yeah. in, in, in what it is. And um, maybe um, it will change if Netflix and Amazon and all these streaming services change how they operate and how they pay their uh, viewers, and, mm-hmm. or not viewers, but um, creators. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what it is right now. Yeah. 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 I don't know if this answers your no, question. It I kind of went off on a side it, tangent. No, it, it does. Dude. Yeah. And, and it's... Uh, um, it's interesting. I, I will say though, the I was actually I was noticing that like at least I don't know if it's if it's uh you know, movie going now it is to me it's so attached to the, you know, over the top uh um you know superhero movies in the sense yeah. that like there there's um it's interesting because we're like, you know, I think people assume like we're heading towards a, you know, a reality where, um, 
they're we're watching movies uh, strictly from home, no longer going to uh, movie houses. And I actually think from a technical level, maybe I'm seeing this, you know, because like I'm, I'm a musician and mm-hmm. but like that that actually I would say would hurt the superhero genre in that like all the visual and the sound quality that goes into it, you cannot repu- replicate on your shitty TVs. Yeah. Like like it, it I've I've noticed that like I that the the quality of every superhero movie I watch when I like watch it at home, it's like I it's not even worth watching. Yeah. In the sense that like like I I think but I also think that's the one downside about like anything that's not high action is that on a technical level where is the demand for someone to like leave their house to yeah. just hear like two people talking and like you know on a bigger screen and on like better uh, audio but in the sense that like the marvel movies it actually like demands the full scope mm-hmm. of technical capability and quality yeah. and it, so it's weird because like dramas and everything the arts there's so much more uh you can watch them all day like in in your your home but i've just i've just like Notice that any time, like with, with the superhero stuff, the it's uh, it's replay value when like it gets out yeah. on DVD or whatever or, or, or streaming. It's like, oh well, it's great that I have this, but it, it doesn't <laughs> sound or look good anymore. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. I, I mean, I think that's just more so a comment. But my my, my yeah. question for you is like, on the business side of things, um, there's it seems to be really polarizing in terms of, like there seems to be like studios and directors that are like really really gung-ho about like things you know going straight to netflix and you know whatever and then there's there seems to be you know guys in the you know i think christopher nolan and other guys that are like yo like yeah yeah, yeah. you know we need to keep theaters so what what what's what's going on with that so um my opinion is i think even dramas are better in theaters Mm -hmm. if it's made correctly because you're gonna have Mm. moments where like it gets really loud and it gets really quiet because something really bad happens yeah. or, 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 or dramatic happens, et cetera, et cetera. I think the sound design, no matter what type of film, needs that artistic uh, attention. And it, it, it's made for um, theaters, or at least it traditionally is. And mm-hmm. now a lot of people are swerving to make things centered around making sure it's just it's all right and it's good for home theaters. Because that's, as you said, a lot of things are going straight there, especially dramas and comedies and stuff. Like If it's not a big, big budget movie... Odds are it's not going to get a theatrical release these days, yeah. and that's that's not because it's not made or it's not going to be good in theaters. It could be amazing in theaters, but no one's going to see it in theaters because people are getting like less and less, um, you know, just desire to go see a movie. Period. So it's not going. They only want to go see the the big, you know, movies yeah. that like oh has these famous actor that I want to go see yeah. and et cetera et cetera or these Marvel characters I've been following for like eight movies. You know, those are the only movies um, that people really go see in theaters anymore. Yeah. A lot of people don't go see like this, you know, new IP, new actor movie in a mm-hmm. theater. No one's going to see that, yeah. unfortunately, which is sucks. Yeah. So they, they always get pretty much straight to streaming. Yeah. Um, and the whole fight between that, um, A, there's the whole purist part of it. Because like, I mean, like as you're saying, there's you can't replicate that experience yeah. in your home. Yeah. Like being in the theater, A, in this like shared space, but B... It, it's it's this weird paradox of being a shared space but also feeling like it's just you in the screen mm-hmm. and this kind of like dance and mm-hmm. this interaction is yeah. it's, it's very um religious like yeah. one would say yeah um but yeah and I, I think in the future unfortunately things are going to go more towards streaming 
Um, and theaters, movie theaters are going to be kind of more what drama theaters are now, mm-hmm. where it's like a special experience, like yeah. a date night type of thing, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Um, but the, the main pushback about content on um, theaters versus streaming services, especially when you were referring to uh, back when Warner Brothers was like, oh, we're going to just throw all these films on streaming, yeah. is because... Um, it makes a lot less money for the filmmakers and the people who worked on it. Yeah. Because a lot of times on films, your actors, your directors, your like even DPs and, and, and stuff like that, they get what is considered points, right? Mm. Um, and essentially think of it like a percentage, right? And so they get a trickle-down percentage of the profit that is in theaters, right? Um, and so essentially if it goes straight to streaming, that's like, you know, could be millions of dollars that they were planning on getting that's yeah. not getting got anymore, yeah. right? They might have cut up, they may have uh, taken a huge pay cut uh, on the film just so they could do it because yeah. they, they had faith that this is going to be a great film. People are going to go see it and it's going to make a bunch of theaters, yeah. right? Yeah. And now suddenly, boom, you're not going to get any of that money. And it's like, it's not like, oh, like, um, these people just want money. It's like, no, it's that money is still getting made but all the just the executive producers are still yeah. now getting it, and yeah. they don't the the actual people who like put the effort to make the film in right. aren't getting jack anymore. Yeah. You know they're wow. getting boned. Yeah, um, and they're and a lot of people's argument directly to that would be like, oh, why don't you just do the same kind of view thing with Netflix or with Amazon? The thing is, they don't do that. Like they don't do like um, how broadcast TV does views and stuff. Like you know, if you, yeah. um, I was actually gonna ask that. Like, yeah. I don't understand how each film is paid accordingly if i'm just paying my 15 a month for hbo yeah how the fuck do you like how do you uh, even if even if you can tally up all the views and shit yeah. like how do you well the thing is they they don't tally up views and that's that, that's how they get away with it yeah. because broadcast tv used to have to do that because people would put ads on there and there used to be some um, law that you have to like show the amount of views for ads and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, through broadcast TV. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, like, let's say you have a TV show and you did an episode of a TV show, you literally get residuals. You get mm-hmm. little, little pennies mm-hmm. every time that episode's shown. And, you know, it adds up and it comes a lot of money. Um, they don't do, there's no law around that. There's no surveillance um, of viewing uh, how many views these um, networks or these uh, streaming services have. And so essentially, when you sell a movie to, um, you have two situations. You can either sell a movie to a network or you can like lease a movie to a mm. network, right? Um, right? But when you do that, that's a one-time check and that's it. And like that's, that's for a lot of people not how this industry works. Yeah. You know, we, we rely a lot of times on residuals yeah. and like, you know, like you, uh, you're in a movie and it hits big, right? Um, but you only made it for, let's say like four million, right? But like, they it has like fifty billion people view it. And that's mm. literally a number that wouldn't exist. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you generally would get residuals from that and get stuff like that. But with streaming, you at least don't see anything. You get like your your one big check that you sold it to Netflix mm-hmm. for, and that's it. Yeah. That that's the end of the day. And they either own it now or they're leasing it, and you don't get to do anything with it for ten yeah. years. That's Jesus it. Jesus Christ. So yeah and then, and then that that's where it's still confusing as to like why some directors or some uh people uh want this to happen like like why would Martin Scorsese be like excited to because I think with Irishman mm-hmm. he had it out in theaters well, for like the, a the couple thing with weeks. Irishman is um was it Netflix I can't remember I think it was Netflix yeah it was Netflix yeah it was the only people who would fund it 
it'll give him money enough money to do it you know and, it. and that's the end of the day got it's it. like getting the money to make your passion project got the thing that you want to do wow. and so like he fought for those two weeks in the theaters you know Damn. and so he got that and then then you know it's eligible and netflix ended up like turning that and being like oh we did that so it's eligible for oscars but you know yeah, so so are the the traditional movie studios? They are a little bit more, or, or their 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 risk assessment is like. It so it sounds like Netflix and HBO are a lot more willing to take a risk on yeah. a script than your traditional like Warner Brothers or. Well, it's because um, these Warner Brothers and all that, right? All the times what they're doing now these days is like I was saying, the big blockbuster movies, yeah. right? Because they're still relying a lot on the theatrical release. And then after that, they have to sell it to like Netflix. So yeah. to sell it to so that they it's essentially another person taking a, a coin out of their pocket, okay. right? Um, and you know, now they're coming out with their own streaming services, like HBO is, is Warner Brothers and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it, it's still just like they rely so much on that profit. So they're they're um, very choosy about which you know, yeah. films they take because they, they generally only want big blockbuster films yeah. so people will go to the theaters. Well, Netflix, um, I mean, a lot of these streaming services, they just need content, Yeah. right? They need something new so viewers don't get bored and be like, I've watched everything on this, let me unsubscribe. That's literally it. That's why they have so many shitty TV shows. Yeah. Not so many TV shows. Uh, content is content yeah. and, you know, people make them, right? Yeah. But there's so, so much stuff being funded through, you know, Hulu, HBO, like Amazon, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. All these streaming services just need a buttload of content just yeah. so people don't press unsubscribe. Yeah. Which is interesting because, like, you you see the uh, HBO and Netflix definitely have very different approaches in that, like, Netflix is just, like, um, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if you give Netflix a billion dollars, it's, like, let's make a billion shows. Yeah. And they're all, like, okay. And I feel like you give HBO a billion dollars, it's, like, let's make three shows, but those three shows are going to be fucking good. Blown away. Well, the the thing about that is it's HBO still being held up by the um the premium I forgot the name for it, but essentially like the premium broadcast for the mm. premium network stuff because you know, um broadcast TV still makes a buttload of money. Yeah. There's still a bunch of old people watching yeah. broadcast TV and like, you know, like SWAT or like um what is it? Grey's Anatomy, mm. you know. They're still making that. Yeah, I forget that. They're still making that. And it, it's just like procedural dramas, procedural actions, but like people tune in and it, it makes so much money. And so HBO is on that, but they're on like the premium. So like the paid for um, television mm. and they're still getting like income from that. And then also they're streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they have the ability and they kind of have a reputation at this point to have higher, higher quality stuff. And that's what people go to them for. So if they start going the other direction, you know, people mm-hmm. are gonna be like, "What? What the heck?" Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, that's it's. Um, I, I'd have. Oh, I'm just gonna log in, make sure we're. Yeah, you good. good. It's always it. It always keeps recording, but it's one of those things where it's like, uh, absolutely still hard. Yeah, there we go. Bingo, but, bingo, bongo. Um, yeah, no, it's it's uh uh. Th- first of all, thank you for just indulging me on no, like because yeah. I it's it for me it's like instead of like googling shit like this, I think having. And I think listeners appreciate it too in the sense like having someone that can uh, not only give you like, you know, the objective aspects of the answer, but the mindset behind the decisions. Yeah. You know, th- this is, it's so helpful. And and I would say uh, just because you're you and I want to focus yeah. on you. <laughs> no worries, like, With all this knowledge that you have on, um, you know, the industry itself, which is dope because I can tell that like you're not... 
it's not just about like you and what you make that you're truly just like a fan of the yeah. whole aspect of it all. I think so, you have to stay a fan yeah. um, to be a filmmaker. Yeah. Like if, if you're not consuming content and it's hard, like um, I noticed as becoming a filmmaker, I watched less and less films because I was so busy doing films, mm-hmm. but you have to continuously indulge content because you know, you have to keep on seeing new ideas and kind of like seeing new ways of people mm-hmm. doing things. And you're not up to date. You're still going to make movies mm-hmm. how they did in the nineties. And that's great. But um, audiences aren't gonna like it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. So, so what? Uh, um, it's kind of like a, I guess, a two-part question. But like, what? Um, maybe in the last five or ten years or whatever. Oh, that's a um, um, <laughs> that like, have you? Are, are there things that like uh, you know? It doesn't even have to be last five. Just in your whole life, are yeah. there things that you have been like so, so, so inspired by? that maybe like directly impacted you and, and how you create. And um, I guess maybe talk about uh, a little bit about what you have, you know, done things that you've worked on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like um, it, it, it ranges for what inspires you as an artist. You know, a lot of times it's little things. It's like uh, little connections you have with people and you, it sticks with you or little sayings or just moments. I mean, a lot of times you're a storyteller, so experiences is, is the main thing yeah. that ex- is what um, changes you. And so, like, yes, like, watching movies and doing that is great, but, like, living is honestly, like, mm. the best advice I can give to any filmmaker is is because you're not going to make a good film um, if you don't have heart and you don't have a story wow. to it, you know? Yeah. Like, you can follow the, um, you know, the, the, the Save the Cat, how to make a film um, outline, but you're you're not gonna make something that means anything, yeah. you know. Uh, and so just living and having heart and having finding your voice and learning to make your voice over and over again is is really the the true thing. And so it's just like you know emotional moments, trauma, I mean trauma, yeah. you know, uh, amazing moments like joy, like all these little like moments is is what like brings film life. And then you can take that like a uh, moment of joy you've had, and then like okay. How can I make that feeling come across in this situation? Yeah. But it always it, it comes from that. You know, yeah. it's coming from life experience or just like knowledge experience like yeah. you've you've talked to people about. And like that's that's the yeah. that's this thing. Like like even for like let's say like historical films where like people are trying to convey something that they haven't never lived through, you know? A lot of times they either try to like talk to people and get really get that feeling of mm-hmm. how it was to be there. And then if you if you're I don't know, not incompetent, but if, if you have no way to connect with, let's say, like you're from the 1920s yeah. <laughs> and you're telling me a story about like how it was to live back then, if I have no way to connect with that, like no life experience, even in the slightest, then I'm not going to be able to convey your story yeah. like in, on the screen. Yeah. So it's just being able to connect with stories in life. I think at least as a, as a director and as yeah. a storyteller, um, but even like as a, as a DP and as a as a production designer you have to like know where important parts come and then a and then it, then it is just you know watching films and just inspiring okay like this made me feel like this which is this is the story i'm trying to tell so i can yeah. apply to that yeah. so it it's it's a little of everything you know um but mainly i think especially as a writer director um it's just life experience and and learning how to make your voice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh man that it's it's I think I, I love that because it's so similar to music, of course. There's yeah. so many things similar about it. But, like, um, I, I forget what rapper they were talking about. Um, it was uh, – they were saying uh, why he's such a great um, 
Like a lyricist? Uh, yeah, lyricist uh, in that um, he, he was saying that that every moment that he inter- that he's just alive and he interacts yeah. with people is an opportunity to like create content for Absolutely. him. I forget what, it may have been... Um, it may have been Jay Z they were talking about, but they were saying yeah. like 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 he might a line might come from like you know um, I don't know maybe the bellhop is is bringing up no his, absolutely his bags it's just thing, and he says something in a certain way where like as a lyricist you're just like oh man like I could I I could like somehow involve this experience in my in my like content and it's, yeah. it's just it's cool to even see that in the film or, yeah or even like not even just like lyrics like uh, an artist a musician could be like out one day on vacation somewhere. And just seeing, like, you know, just people watching and seeing how this guy lives his life. And yeah. being like, oh, wow, this is super interesting. Like, I, I didn't get this perspective before. And then he could make, like, a, a lyric about it or maybe even a whole song about yeah. it, you know? Like, it's just, it's just learning to find stories and then retell them in your way. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and being true to what that story means. Yeah. So, and you, you uh, it sounds like, or it seems like... Um, Many, uh, uh, well, I mean, this is for all artists and yeah, of all absolutely. fields, like, like finding your style or your way of executing things, that signature way, um, is, is all of our goals. But it seems yeah. like with the director in particular, that finding like that thing where it's like, oh, I'm watching a Cunningham film, yeah. I'm watching a Tarantino film, yeah, like, yeah. like what, um, what 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 uh i guess there's a lot of trial and error in that yeah i mean that's that's all it is it, yeah. it, it, it is trial and error and watching your content and just being self critical of yourself and yeah. so many directors are are at least the people i know or have talked to are very self critical of themselves and it's important to let yourself win sometimes yeah. too yeah. like everything you make uh, you're going to have some good parts you yeah. know um no, yeah, it's just trial and error, man, and just, like, seeing what plays. And, like, the biggest thing is, like, showing it to audiences, so whether it be, like, your family or, like, a small film festival, mm-hmm. and watching and seeing what moments hit, yeah. you know? Yeah. And just, like, like you know, showing an album to somebody or yeah. showing, show, seeing, oh, what song on this album is going to be, like, the one that hits, yeah. you know? Yeah. And seeing that and, like, evolving, like, okay. Um, and then sometimes you don't. Um, so, like, a lot of times you learn from that and you try to adjust, but sometimes you don't adjust and you were like this is my style and so maybe i just need to make the rest of the movie in a different way so the audience knows what they're going mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. you know and so it's just it's 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 a dance between making sure your audience understands a thing and make sure that things hit but also making sure you're making things in a way that feels authentic to you yeah yeah Man, that that's so. Uh, I can only imagine how you know, because that's an endless path. Like it, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. There's no like. Oh, I have now arrived to my signature style. It, yeah. It's it's. It, it sounds like it's something that like, um, even guys like Tarantino, uh, yeah. you know, leave the door open for like adding some type of thing to what they're, you know what they're known for. No, you like know? for example, um, I mean, a lot of filmmakers' favorite DP, um, is is Roger Deakin. Mm. Um, he's he, he did like uh, James Bond. He's done um, the new Blade Runner. He uh, oh, 1914. Wow. Yeah. Like a bunch of very very pretty films, and he's like kind of like the go to. Like oh, this guy does good stuff. Um, he's like I don't want to miss age him, but he's like in his 70s, yeah. right? Yeah. And he really only started doing those films in the last like 15 to 20 years. Yeah. And he's been doing stuff since he's like 20. Yeah. 
So he, it, wow. it's been now since he's, he's found his creative stride, <laughs> yeah. right? He's been shooting stuff. It's not like he hasn't been doing anything, yeah. but he's been doing like stuff here and there. Yeah. But he's found his creative stride. He's finally found his voice. Yeah. And it's just, it's trial and error. It's figuring things out. And it's also letting people um, give you the opportunity, give yeah. you the resources to do something. Yeah. So I'm sure he's on shoots. He was on a lot of shoots yeah. where like, he didn't have the resources to do something that he wanted to do. Yeah. And now he's given that. So he's, he's given his creative space. Yeah. 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 Man, you know, I think the, the, um, I forget their names. Uh, the, 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 if a style that yeah. is really, really stuck out to me. Um, God damn it. They made the, the Robert Pattinson movie or, or, uh, they're probably more known for uncut gems, but they also oh, made the the one yeah. where he like robs a bank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. It, that, that it's like, Man, how do how do you get to a point where like you create a style where it's like, man, like they've streamlined stress. <laughs> yeah, like like fuck, like like because because watching so because I, I so I watched which I probably shouldn't have done. Blood pressure probably was just like elevated. Like I watched those two movies back, back to, to back. back. Oh my man, back to <laughs> my man. <laughs> and I actually and I actually think. Um. Uh. 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 The um, good times. I actually think is slightly more intense. Yeah. Than which uh, one did you watch first? The, uh, so I watched Uncut Gems really? first, and then went into Good Times, and because Uncut Gems is, it's yes, it is. It is very very intense, but I think because like there's like bigger name people in it, yeah. it feels a, a a lot more like a a spectacle, and like like I feel like I'm. It, it was it was great, but it felt like Robert Pattinson being like really I think the only big name in yeah, Good I think Times. Yeah, right. At least yeah. the only one I remember. Yeah. Sorry for the yeah, other guys. Yeah, at least <laughs> I remember. Yeah, you know, but but like the, you know, so it's like okay, yeah, obviously he's a movie star, but um, everything else seemed very like like it seemed like like they pulled people off of the street that are actually in that. Well, that's just good casting. Yeah, fucking phenomenal (laughs) casting. But like you know, obviously you know you got Kevin fucking Garnett. You got the weekend. You've got uh, you know Adam Sandler. So so both phenomenal movies. And honestly, I'm not sure which one I like. I think the contrast because both of them is just continuously stress and stress. Like they're they're um, equation or their kind of like way of making films is always like. Right when you think a problem's gonna be solved, another problem, yes. another problem, another problem, yes. another problem, another problem, another yeah. problem. and that's yeah. what that's what adds the stress. Yeah, and I think um, the difference between them is a lot of um, good times is situational um, problems that come up. Yeah, that come up like kind of that are beyond his control, mm-hmm. and he has to adapt to mm-hmm. them. And for uncut gems, I mean, yes, it's situational, but it's always like situational because like shit he did wrong or he's like he's doing too much yeah, you know yeah. and it's like dude for me good, uh, Uncut Gems is, is the more stressful one oh wow yeah because it's just like dude just calm down yeah, for a second yeah. please like yeah. god yeah. take a break yeah no I, yeah. I will say Uncut Gems had the the in terms of like the the climax moment of spoiler alert for anyone Boom. listening yeah but yeah just just him just getting shot the right one in the time fuck. he Jesus got a break Christ yeah. it, it was just it it and and that that's that that's what they do. But I guess like you know, again, bringing it back to to it, uh, that that to me in I guess directors of the last ten years or, yeah. or so, I just know I, I was just like, man, props to these guys because like I will when I watch their movies, you I know will it's know yeah. it's fucking them from yeah. now on for sure. So, um, but it's just interesting. It's interesting that um, 
Uh, I think I think with filmmaking, uh, because you know, it's it, there's a visual aspect to it. The um, or, or there's more, there's just more elements to it than where you can really, really set the tone as an individual with your own ideas. Absolutely. Um, so like, it's just, it's just so Again, cool. Again, not just your ideas, yeah. it's your whole team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's cool to, um, even as someone who doesn't know the, the technical aspects of filmmaking to like be able to see that something is going on, like deliberate things are going on to like create a different way of experiencing um, uh, uh, a film for, for me, you know, yeah. like, and, and, and everyone kind of recognizing and bonding over like the fact like, oh man, these movies are stressful as fuck. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so cool, man. And are, are there any, um, other, I guess, guys, um, uh, like, oh, that, that, that it's like the Safdie brothers, Safdie brothers, Safdie yeah. brothers. Yeah. So like, are, are there any other, um, uh, directors, I guess in recent times that also kind of have that signature style. I mean, I think there's, there's loads of new directors yeah, that yeah. have their own style. Like I could go through a whole list, yeah. but like, you know, you got, um, uh, Peel. Yeah. Jordan yeah, Peel. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus right, Christ. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Peel. Um, there's a uh, director after his last name is Cunningham and he just did Palm Springs. I okay. love his stuff. Yeah, really good yeah. stuff, et cetera, et cetera. There's loads of directors and, um, even like on TV shows, like for example, The Mandalorian. Yeah, I could oh, tell yeah. um, like certain episodes were directed by the same director just from style. I'm like, wow. okay, I know why I like this episode more. Yeah, it's because that director directed it. Yeah, you know, wow. et cetera, et cetera. Like yeah. it's if you really start paying attention and like going through IMDb yeah. and, and and doing that, you'll notice even like the smallest amount of like. Um, Finesse, especially with TV, because yeah. you, you don't have a lot of creative control right. as a director on TV. Right. Uh, but you have your little places you can put things. Yeah. Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of really good new uh, filmmakers, and I would say a lot of them are in TV because that's just what happens. Mm -hmm. Spielberg started in TV. Everyone starts in TV mm -hmm. or or music videos first because it's cheaper, and so yeah. more people are willing to give them the chance. Yeah. And then after they've kind of proven themselves a little bit more, then they get to do features. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, you know, with Good Times and with Palm Springs and with like all, all the other kind of like, um, oh, what's his name? Ah, everyone's going to hate me for it. But um, Whiplash. Oh, he, yeah. He directed yeah, Whiplash, yeah. La La Land. He has a very specific style, style too. But all these people like breaking out on a feature is, is very rare as a filmmaker. And a lot of times you have to go and, and do either a lot of music videos first or a lot like like David Finch for example I don't mm. or David Fincher um, I don't do you are you familiar with him uh, I've heard the name he did Fight Club he did yes. yeah et cetera et cetera <laughs> Girl with a Dragon Tattoo yeah. he did music videos a bunch that's how he started right yeah. and then you know like I said Spielberg and Spielberg did like TV and so it, it's it's starting with these positions where you're given a little less control but you still have like you know an artistic um, place and then just proving yourself over and over again. And then you get to kind of yeah. uh, do these features. Oh, man. That's a fucking cool, man. Um, well, before we, we, you know, wrap up, I know we're uh, heading up on our time. But, no um, dude, I, I guess uh, uh, with you, man, it's because it's, it's cool to... Uh, I've been talking to, like, a lot of uh, young artists. And in yeah. my head, I'm just like, man, it's going to be so cool to... Uh, go back to these and be like, man, like, uh, to, to, I guess to have yeah. like, uh, content and where, um, you know, someone like yourself going to be some big fucking dude one day. And then people can, <laughs> people can get an insight to like where you were like as this young artist, as yeah. this young director. And so that being said, like what, um, 
I guess to close out, like what? Uh, oh, uh, a big uh, question. I oh no, it. I know. I always. I. I uh huh. <laughs> but like, like. What what's your what is your 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 vision for yourself and your journey in you know um, doing this creating your style and yeah. like like what um, I'm struggling to ask this because it, it, I don't what I don't is my, my my uh, path that I yeah, think I'm gonna go yeah. down like like what do you want to accomplish in a in a sense that like not you know like okay making this or that or anything yeah. like external but like what is it that you need to do for you to be like proud of your own shit I I mean like. You can go into technical stuff, et cetera, et cetera, like you're mm-hmm. saying. But in the end, I just want to tell stories that hit me like at the heart mm-hmm. and then also hit audiences mm-hmm. at the heart, whether that be through music videos, wow. TV, like narrative podcasts. You know, yeah. that's becoming a thing, you know, um, you know, films, et cetera, et cetera. Like I want to be able to to tell a story that impacts people. Yeah. That's it, you yeah. know, in, in, in a simplest form. Yeah. That's what I want to be able to do, yeah. you know. Nice. Um Oh, you said something that I wanted to hit on. Yeah, yeah, sure. I completely forgot. <laughs> I blinded myself. Oh, yeah. So you were talking about like, you you know, are these artists? I'm all young, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. It's so funny um, just like listening um, to like old directors like Steven Spielberg, like James Cameron, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. They're always talking about like, oh, yeah, like me and my friends, like we we're just a bunch of like filmmakers and like we're, we had all this like janky shit to yeah. like make stuff, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, all these artists knew each other. Um, oh, do you know um, Midnight in Paris? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, wow. It's kind of that mentality. Yeah. All these artists know, know each other, um, but they're always, like, looking at the artists before them. And, yeah. like, those are the great guys, yeah. right? Yeah, But, like, we're really, we're in the moment now. Yeah. Like, we are, like, the artists that are coming up, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. And, yeah. like, we're, and, like... 50 to 40 years we're gonna be like talking about like oh we knew like blah yeah. blah, blah blah i knew christopher yeah. you know etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. and it's gonna be like super cool yeah i think in that yeah. sense and you know if we all just keep keep at it you know we'll, we'll yeah we're all on our own network yeah yeah man uh, that's, it's so so uh such a good observation um and yeah it's 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 uh it's cool to to see everyone um and like really really going after it uh there's so many yeah, I mean obviously LA is LA but <laughs> seeing like so many young artists like not yeah. only just because it's it, 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 like you know we were talking about earlier very easy to get caught up in the whole like networking thing oh but yeah it's so nice to like meet people that are really putting in the work every day and you know just trying to like make good shit and i love that you kept your thing very simple you just you want to be able to tell stories that really hit people and um you know just make good shit i love that yeah i mean in the end that's what it is it's just just like i i'm a storyteller and and content is content i'm very um unbiased about content now because i think a lot of people have like like uh what swissese is doing is uh kind of this um superiority and like this kind of like gatekeeping-esque with content and you don't realize like I, I remember as a kid like I still remember YouTube series that affect me to this day and that I can remember wow. you know and, and et cetera et cetera so yeah. just like whatever it is as long as it affects like somebody in a, in, a, in a massful way and I can look at it and I can be proud of it yeah there you go yeah man oh actually actual last last comment no worries um yeah. uh I'm remembering someone who has like a uh very signature style themselves too. But Vince Gilligan is the only fucking guy (laughs) that I have seen can tell a story where like of a fucking 40 or 30 minute episode, there might be no dialogue for like the first like seven fucking minutes. He he, like, 
Like, it'll, and of course, with Breaking Bad, it'll be mm-hmm. like, you know, some guy's packing his bag, then he's driving through the desert, then he's filming this thing up, and it's like, and, it, and, and he, he does that, it, it, yeah, he has that, like, like um, uh, I'm sure, I, th- I think there's a technical term for, like, establishing the, uh, the setting yeah. or whatever, but he spends his, t- he takes his time, like, he'll, like, fucking zero in on, like, a scorpion walking in, yeah. like, the, for, like, a full-ass it, 60 about, seconds. It's like, creating yeah. the atmosphere, yeah. creating the story, yeah. 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 But it's just, it's just cool to, um, um. Do you know how Vince got his start? No, no. He did a um, spec pilot. So a spec, well, it wasn't a pilot, but mm. he did a spec script. So specs are essentially back in the day when they did on TV shows. You know, there was like kind of a rule that you had to have like um, one or two episodes written by someone who's not on your writing team, mm. right? Mm. Like kind of guest writers per se. And so those would be the spec scripts. And so this guy wrote a uh, spec script to, for Star Trek mm. series because he loves Star Trek, wow. right? And he sent it in and he's like, this is kind of good. Yeah. And so they hired him on and he did the spec wow. script and I think he wrote for a, a season or two after that. Don't quote me on that. You can always IMDb it. Yeah. Um, but that's how he got his start. He was, wow. just a, he was just a fan and he wrote a fan script pretty oh, much. Shit. You know? Damn. And that evolves. And yeah. so it's like, um, it, it always starts somewhere. Yeah. And just like be a fan and, and keep on creating and, and know what you like and yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, cool dude. I, I, honestly, this or obviously, this uh, is not going to be the the first and last time. It is the first time. That, uh, yeah, or yeah, yeah, it will not be the last time that uh, uh, have you on on the uh, the podcast because you know clearly you know your shit. You're just fucking awesome to talk to in general. But um, seriously, man, thank you for just you know again. I think you're you're giving people that insight like other people have come on the Absolutely. show and like yeah. what you do and you know so appreciate it man yeah see um, every time every yeah time. yeah gotcha. man and to people listening uh you know if you stuck to the end um thank you yeah appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um this is a song called life and we're out peace yeah cool man oh yeah yeah gotcha. ah.